Yo, this is a Monday drop. Thank y'all for coming back and listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a We Love Spotlight, you know, with Chase Holiday. We talked to him before Nap Channel Pro, but we talked about more things than Nap Channel Pro. If you want to hear it apart from Nap Channel Pro, go back to J Rose with the Nap Channel Pro breakdown. But we get into Chase Holiday, the Beast King, one of the members of the Lost Boys. Great conversation. Trained that black and the brave now in the Indiana area. So let's get right into it and watch the video version on the YouTube, youtube.com slash we LUV wrestling. Are you ready? I'm the Beast King Chase Holiday, and if I love wrestling and you love wrestling, then we love wrestling. Welcome to We Love. You know, we love wrestling. We do spotlights on people that we love to see out here doing their thing in wrestling. Today, we got somebody, you know, started training at Black and Bray. You know, he's out here. They call him the Beast King. He lives in the streets that I run in, Indianapolis. He has two matches coming up on Saturday for Naptown All Pro. Is he going to be the workhorse of the event? We're about to find out. We have Mr. Chase Holiday. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing real good. Uh, just woke up not too long ago. Uh, <laughs> not going to lie to you. Trying to get some rest in to be ready and stress-free for this weekend. <laughs> I can feel that. Uh, well, before we go into that, I'm going to ask my first question that I always ask is, why do you love wrestling or what started your love for wrestling? Uh, I got into wrestling real late. Uh, like, I got into it when I was, like, about 13, like, 2008, 2009. Uh, and I just kind of, like, stumbled across it. Like, I always kind of knew it was there, but I never really paid attention to it. And it wasn't until, like, I actually – ended up making myself sit there and watch it. I was like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. And, you know, I started watching Monday Night Raw. And obviously during Monday Night Raw, at that time they were like, hey, don't forget to watch, you know, Tuesday night ECW. And then it was like, don't forget, also we got Friday Night SmackDown. And so I just well, it was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So I would watch Monday, and then I was like, okay, well, let me see what they're doing on Tuesday. And then I'll watch Tuesday, and I'll watch I'm like, okay, you know, it's coming on Friday. What's going on on Friday? And I'll watch on Friday, and then next thing I know, I'm watching it every single chance I get. I'm watching the rest of Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, looking up pay per views. And I was like, yeah, I think this is what I want to do. Uh, <laughs> it just kind of just kind of took over me, and I ran with it. Uh, I just think. It became such a such a cool and different like art form to me in a way of like ex, uh, expressing yourself. And I was also very big into like comics and and like anime growing up as a kid. So I was like, this is basically the same thing, just like in real life. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> when, when you got into wrestling, who were some of the people that uh that stood out to you? Oh man, uh, there was I was a started out being a big Matt Hardy fan, Batista, John Cena. Uh, during that time was when Orton was uh, really getting into his heel stuff. And so I thought, also, when I started watching, I didn't know, like I said, I, this is the first time I'd actually sat down and watched it before. All I knew was was The Rock. And um, I knew some wrestlers because my friend, I remember I go to his house, he had the games. So we would like create a bunch of characters and then do the Royal Rumble. So that's how I knew some people. But like I didn't know that any of it 
right away was like, you know, scripted or whatever, whatever people want to call it. And so I was I, when Randy Orton kicked Vince McMahon in the head, I was like, this is the worst person alive. They kept saying, he's 70 years old. He's 70 years old. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> this is the same time he, he RKO'd Stephanie McMahon and had a Triple H handcuff. And when Triple H broke his house, I said, these people are crazy. Like, what's going on? I was I was hooked. <laughs> hey, that was the time to be watching right there. Uh, let's talk about being hooked. So I got some other questions, but I got to talk about Naptown All Pro. Do you feel like you got disrespected by one of your fellow Lost Boys? Because, you know, he picked Jody to go up against uh, Isaiah Bronner. And you went on like a Twitter rant. Yeah, that's, that's, um, it just, you know, me and the Hoodfoot were boys. We, we tag partners. We've been, been in a group together for a while. And, you know, you want to talk about, he's a, you know, him and Isaiah got beat, he won't be able to beat this time. And so he's talking about, like, oh, I want to, you know, I'm going to send somebody to, you know, deal with them while I'm gone. And I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, you know, it's going to be me, right? right? You know, like I said, we tied together, we boys. Uh, I feel like I would be the logical choice because if you look at the track record uh, up until until Parkade, you know, I was 2-0 against Hoodfoot himself. And I had just recently beaten Calvin Takeman, who co-signed uh, their their hand-chosen opponent. And so I was like, okay, you know, this track record-wise, that makes sense to me, you know. And they said, you know, he's going to pick Jody. And I'm like, you know, I stomped Jody out. So, like, that's like going to the Super Bowl and you saying, you know what, I'm going to pick the, the only 16 Browns. Go against the the sixteen oh Patriots in the Super Bowl, and I want the Browns to win. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you're not even gonna pick an eight and eighteen. You're just going. Like, <laughs> I said, how how three people that I've beaten gonna set? You know, gonna be like, yeah, we collectively think this person is gonna beat somebody that Hoodfoot has not beaten. And I was like, that's that's disrespectful. Like, I don't that don't check out with me. Like. I just don't think those numbers add up, right, you know? So I was, I was upset, and I feel like I had every right to be when, you know, you lay it down like that. Right, right. So that didn't happen. So you got two matches now. Um, yeah. One with Lord Darian Benson, you know. Uh, we just talked to him last week, and he said he could be on the show, and then three days later he's announced for that. And then you got, uh, I believe his name is Adriel Noctis, the Flap House champion. I'm uh, I'm real excited about both these matches. Yeah, Darian was, we've been in talks before, and he wasn't originally able to make it before. And so after I, you know, went about my business, it was very, very much upset. And I was like, if y'all don't, I'm a, you know, if you don't trust me enough, as the you know, hoodfoot as a partner rather take out somebody that you haven't beaten yet, then I'm I'm on a prove point. And so that ended up being where I got my my Bounty Keith match that was announced originally, but Bounty Keith got hurt. Uh some things changed around. Bankson was able to come in. Banks he wanted to step up. So he said, All right, cool. If you want to step up and you, you want to fill in, that's what I like. 
You know, if you, you think you're ready to fit in for the, the challenge, let's go ahead and do it. I'm not turning down any kind of opposition, any kind of challenge you throw in front of me. We're going to get down to it. And then when it comes to Adriel, we, you know, we go back and forth. We got, you know, some history. I'm, you know, 3-0. I'm 3-0 against the S4 TV. So, and he's he's the one carrying their, their house belt. So, you know, if I'm 3-0, he's the last one I got to beat. I feel like I should have a right at least to get a, a world title shot. See, my my numbers and track record speak for itself. So I'm like, you know what? You got you got the world title. I want it. I've beaten the other three. You're the last one. Must let, I'll slay the rest of the Simpson call today. And then I'll be the champion you're seeing. And that's it. But, you know, once I got the, the Brian Keith match, I was trying to focus just on that. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to deal with you right now. I said we was gonna have the match back in February, but now I got I gotta refocus, yada yada. He wants to keep calling me out. But the only thing that he knows I want is that championship. So he decided that if I take this match, if I beat Adrian, which I will, then after that I get to have a, cha- a chance at his Ground Cross for Championship. So first I beat him and basically I I will become the number one contender. I will eventually have a shot at him for that title. So I'm gonna beat him, and then again I'll wrestle him again, you know, and take the title off him and show him that I'm, you know, I'm that dude. <laughs> I'm that guy. I don't mean to be, you know, come out with the John Davis part of that, with the that dude part, but the, you know, my numbers add up around here. So this Saturday, April thirtieth, um, Timley Academy. Far East Side Community Center in conjunction with them to curb gun violence on the Far East Side. 2 p.m. the wake-up call, you can see Chase Holiday. 8 p.m. the blackout, you can see Chase Holiday again. Can't be there. Sponsor seat for ten dollars. Help some kids see the show. But Chase, <clears throat> gotta talk about. It. I've seen you more times away from Indiana than I've seen you in Indiana. You know. Uh, they haven't put it out yet, but you've been out of there in D.C. doing your thing with Fight Club uh, on the last event using a triple I was, I was real excited for that. Me, me and Neil, we haven't had a singles match yet. We've interacted before uh, in, in fight tapings with me and Hoodfoot teamed up against him and Blade. Uh, he's He's a real interesting dude. Uh, so I was I was fairly excited, especially because like there all of our styles kind of differ. Uh, Edith Edith is real technical, and Eo can also be real technical, and so I kind of felt a bit left out in terms of like style wise, and not in like in a bad way. Where I was like, oh man, I gotta I gotta do this. No, I I felt like at home. And I was like, okay. They they wanna they might wanna try to keep it pretty and get technical. And I know I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna I'm gonna come in with the heavy hands and the heavy hitting and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it to them. So I I enjoyed that. I didn't like the result of that match because <laughs> uh, I I know uh, there's some things that we you know could have gone could have gone more my way. But I did I did enjoy it. I'm hoping eventually down the line I can get you know capture them in one on ones and and secure secure victories over them each individually. I can feel that. 
securing victory is the place you've been securing victories at. Well, yeah. Every time I've seen y'all been running amok down there at Paradigm, uh, the you and the lost. Um, the dynamic is crazy, but like when I go to the shows, y'all just run amok. Y'all come out, got the natty lights on some parts, you know, you beat people up, beating them down, uh, seeing you crack some heads down there, you know, uh, seeing a show where you beat up Jody, gave him a five uh, beast fist, I believe it is. He, he wouldn't go down. Um, but not so much that Jody didn't want to go down. Uh, I, I made sure he wasn't going down. I, I was going to call it on that one. When you talk about when he took my chain, yeah, you ain't, he wasn't going to get away. I missed I missed one taping, and he ran off with something saying he was the champ. He ran off with my chain saying he was the champ. I was like, nobody's a champ. Until they've beaten me. There's no interim champ. And there's no none of that. Unless you've beaten me, you are you are not the champion. He was wearing it, rocking it, talking about he was, you know, the MidwestTurtle.com chain or chain holder. And I was like, You're getting yourself into deeper trouble the more you open your mouth. And so when we had the match, I was like, I'm not gonna stop until you know I feel like you've learned your lesson. And so the the ref intervened and, and called it, but I was I was not having it for him. Man, um, so can Paradigm control y'all down there? Cause it seems y'all do whatever you want to when y'all let Paradigm. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say they they control me. Me and Par me and Paradigm are cool. I uh, we I've been with Paradigm since before they were Paradigm. Uh, they had a different name before I joined up with them and. Uh, I like to joke around. I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm the paradigm prodigal son because I was there and then I was left for a while and I was gone for years, like as they were running shows. Uh, and it wasn't up until like I came back, you know, came back from the dead and all that. And I came back to paradigm is when everything just like felt right and it felt, I felt right being at home again. So. We real cool. They, they know they can't fully put a put a leash on me. We always <laughs> we always try to like cooperate, collaborate, work together, talk some stuff out. But they know once once I'm out in the world, they like, hey, we ain't got nothing to do with it, you know. <laughs> Man, because <laughs> y'all do some things down there. I'm just like, they they run this yard. I mean, this they place to go. This is what they like to do. Uh, now. Talk to a few people that have trained here. You trained at Black and Bray. Um, how's that? How was that experience for you? Because I believe you trained there back in maybe 2015 or 16. It was actually back in uh, 2017. Seven. But I I love Black and Bray. I tell everybody all the time. I was like, it's if I could go back and do it again that whole summer, I would. I did in the summer of 2017. Uh, I applied in about 2016. Yeah, because I gave I gave myself a year uh, to be ready. So I applied in like 2016 for the 2017 like summer classes, and it was like exactly a year later than the class that I was applying for. So I gave myself a full year, and all I did was like work and go to the gym and save money because I'm originally from California, so I was getting ready to move to Iowa. 
And so I did everything I could to, to prep myself for that year. But I would absolutely do it again. It's one of my, my favorite experiences, one of my most cherished experiences. Uh, it got me to where I am today. So I always tell people I recommend it all the time. And they're like, oh, schools and stuff like that. And I'm like, like and brave. They're going to they'll get you right straight out the gate. It's a good experience. You'll be around, you know, fantastic teachers, you know, Seth, Barrett Brave, uh, Crotch slash Matt Mayday, whatever people know him as. Uh, but that's that's always my, my recommendation. Okay. Um Now training there, you moving from California to Iowa, you have to have big goals set for yourself in wrestling because moving from California to Iowa through the Midwest, uh, what's your career goals for wrestling? You know, it's it's changed as I've gone. Uh, like obviously. When I first started watching wrestling, I didn't really know indie wrestling all that that much. I knew ROH existed, and that was probably like the pinnacle of it. it was but it wasn't like I knew like deep old school ROH. I just kind of knew by I looked up Ring of Honor, and I knew they had a school in uh, I think it was like Pennsylvania at the time, somewhere in Pennsylvania. Uh, and like I would watch them, um, you know, some of their free videos they had up on their website. It was kind of how I uh, met ACH that way. Like, I didn't know, like, indie wrestling. So I was like, yeah, I just know WWE. And uh, I knew OVW existed because of some, uh, I watched, like, Batista's videos. And, like, I had, like, uh, I had Batista's, like, DVD set and some other people's DVD set. And like, yeah, I trained OVW. So it was like, I knew OVW existed. I knew Ring of Honor, I knew WWE. And I knew uh, TNA. And that was it. And so my, my initial goal was always, Oh yeah, I want to, you know, get to WWE. I had this perfect plan in my head uh, before I went to train. I was like, yeah, I would like to do. Uh, I was like, I'm gonna train, and then I'm gonna do like two years on the Indies, two years with ROH, two years in NXT, and then I'll be on the main roster. And I was like, it's go, it's gonna be perfect. Had having no idea what I, like how anything works, just because I was a, a foolish dumb kid. Uh, but then, like, as I started wrestling and as I explored more and learned more about like indie wrestling and fell in love with like other stuff, like I really got into like old ROH. Uh, I really got into just like other people and like a bunch of old school wrestlers. Uh, I got into all like all the old Japan wrestlers and stuff like that, and you know, just discovering more people that I've been around for years, just like just as indie wrestlers. That I was like, yo, this is like this is really cool. Like this is, and I just fell in love with the, the art form itself more so than just like being obsessed with the idea of being a WWE superstar. It was like, I truly fell in love more in love with everything else. And I was like, yeah, I want to go to Japan. I want to go to the UK. I want to, you know, wrestle these guys that have been indie wrestlers for X amount of time. And these guys, I want to wrestle at Kingston. I I'm a I love Shingo Takagi and yada yada yada. So like the more I learned, the more I I you know fell in love with and grew with and so now it just kind of like changes because it was like oh I want to be WWE oh now I want to be a new Japan now I want to do this and then it's like you know I just want to do whatever continues to make me happy. I, of course I would I would still love to travel to the UK. Of course I would still love to travel to Japan. Uh, you know. 
with being with WWE, yeah, that'd be fantastic. But like, I don't want to set my my goals in stone and just like be like, that's all I want, that's all I ever want, yada yada yada. Because I want everything to just kind of take place how it's supposed to. Because you know, a lot of people can end up being disappointed with like, oh, I want to be, you know, I'm going to just WWE and that's it. And you know, I want to be okay with if it doesn't happen. You know, so I try to leave it open. And it's like it's not like I'm not striving to do great things. I want to do you know the best I can and go as far as I can. But I also want to be content with my journey and where I'm going and how far I've gone. I don't want to just focus on just you know the end goal. It's like you got to follow the journey, not just the, the destination. So I'm you know continuously learning how to just enjoy where I'm going and what I'm doing all the time. I'm sorry, man. I I think our audio cut out. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. Cool. Okay. So I was saying you uh, three dream matches, if you could, because I heard you say New Japan and everything, and, you know, open my eyes a little bit. So if you could have three dream matches out here, what would those oh, three man. matches be? Oh, uh, man. ACH, because he was the he was like the black wrestler that I really got into because I remember growing up and I always felt like a little out of place because I was like oh uh, I'm black and like I was like I like anime and I like wrestling and I was listening to Lupe Fiasco and so then he came on screen and he was coming out to Lupe Fiasco was doing all the anime references and was a wrestler. And I was like, this is the coolest man alive. So ACH is definitely one of my dream matches. Uh, Eddie Kingston and, oh, man. That third one's a hard one. I'm going I'm to say that third one's a hard one because it's either, it's either Freddy AI or Shingo Takagi, or like my my dream matches off the top of my head right now. Supposed <laughs> to be over here June twenty sixth when they over at the AEW uh, for Forbidden Door thing. Um, let me get this out the way now. Chase, I always do this. I ask everybody this question because I got to find out just where your head's at. Uh, the Rocker Stone Code. <clears throat> Oh, The Rock. Oh, okay. You good. You I was, that, the Rock was the person I knew before I got into wrestling. I just, I knew The Rock, and that was it. Like, I, whenever we go, whenever I go to my friend's house, I was like, is The Rock on this game? And can I make my own person? Like, I, The Rock is my guy. As much as, like, I love Stone Cold, Stone Cold's great, but The the Rock is my guy. I'll see any movie with The with the Rock in it. <laughs> does it does not matter if it's good or bad. I will see. I say, yeah, man, that's the Rock. I got to go see that movie. <laughs> that, that's facts. <laughs> be like, oh, the Rock in the movie. All right, we'll go. We'll, we'll be going to that. It's, it's to like it. to the point where, and it's starting to get the same with uh, uh, Cena too. Now that he's doing stuff, and I'm like, Cena's in it. 
probably going to be good. So I'm going to go see it. <laughs> true, true. Uh, I got to ask. The name The Beast King. How did you get it? Uh, So it came up. It was kind of like a, a thought process going into it. Because before I was The Beast King, uh, I was young Simba. And so while I was while I was dead and all that, I was putting putting stuff together. And obviously, young Simba like is, you know, young lion, you know, lion cub. So I, the lion cub grew and went from a prince into a king, uh, and just mastering my style of wrestling. Uh, it's very more, I guess you could say, animalistic or more more beast like in a sense. Uh, so I became the, the went from the young prince to the full grown lion. Uh, got the mane, the blonde in my my hair to prove it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's just kind of what I what I came into. Like I said, my wrestling I feel like just kind of matches it a lot better, and I have a better understanding with my my feet on the ground of what I am and what I do. So that's just kind of how it how it came about. Okay. Last two. It's questions. all. It's all evolution. Evolution. <laughs> evolution is a mystery. Three. Uh, <laughs> last two questions. What do you do in Indianapolis? I mean, I know you live on the south side and everything, but is there anything to do here? You know, for people that you know in Indy, or you travel too much? Uh, If somebody was coming mm. to town, they'd be like, "What can I do in the city? What would you, <laughs> what would you suggest?" My my go to, because uh, we had this happen on the show in February, I canceled because Big Game Leroy came to town. He was like, "Oh, that's fine, you know, I, me and my friend are just gonna come hang out in the city, yada yada yada." He was like, "What should I do?" The first thing I said, I was like, "You gotta gotta go to Giacomo's Pizza." I said, "You go to Giacomo's Pizza, you get you a cheese Louise." Which is a five cheese pizza with some red onions and bacon on it, and now J J Rose was the one who put me on, and I know it sounds like oh it's just a cheese pizza with like some onions and bacon. That thing will change your life. All right, <laughs> I said you go to Giacomo's, you get you some cheese, uh, a large cheese Louise. You that thing melts your mouth. After that, for dessert, you go to Gordon's and you go to get you either some. Ice cream French toast, ice cream beignets, uh, some yeah. kind of crazy milkshake. <laughs> this, that, those are the first two things I tell you to do if you came to Indianapolis. I said, go get you some Jocobo and go get you some Gordon right afterwards. Hey, don't get it as soon as you get into the city. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is no joke there. Uh, <laughs> what are the last things? <laughs> I need a Jocobo's pizza tonight, maybe. Um, one of the last things we are, I've, I've been asking people, if you can describe your wrestling career as a movie and someone's playing you, what movie would you describe it as and who would you have play you? Oh, who would I have play me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Man. That's crazy to think about because I've never heard somebody playing me as anything, mostly because when I grew up, I was always told I looked like Zero from Holes or Corbin Blue from High School Musical. 
<laughs> so those are always my my lookalike go tos, and then Xavier Woods. So, so if I'm having somebody play me, I'm I'm telling Xavier he better get his his acting you know shoes on and get to work. Okay. And and what movie would you say describes your career? So I say that one more time. What movie would you say describes your career? Oh, definitely. Uh, I love action movies, but I also so I think it'd be a, a bit of that because I feel like it has to be because of wrestling, uh, <laughs> and maybe like a what's it called like a coming of age or no maybe not coming of age but just like a I'm trying to think of what it is. It's I I don't want to say coming of age because I'm not like that's like the adolescent term of it. <laughs> right. Uh, but just like a, a life movie or like something like that. I'm trying to think of a good example. I'm sorry. My brain is not oh, working good. with me today. <laughs> you're good. While you uh, think over that, we're going to do our last segment here. This is what we call the put yourself over moment. This is where you let us know your social media, um, any ways they can support you. You've got T-shirts out there, pictures, stickers. Uh, we just want you to put yourself in anything you have coming up over. Awesome. So I make myself real easy to find. All my social media is basically the same for like my Twitter and my Instagram. It's just Chase Holiday, Holiday, H-O-L-L-I-D-A-Y, and then a capital X. That is my Twitter. That is my Instagram. Uh, like I said, I try to be super easy to find and try to keep everything the same. Uh I'm hoping to have some new shirts out by that weekend. So if you you see me, you can go ahead and ask me. I also have some like Jonesy soaps on hand and stuff like that. So I will make sure that I have those at Nap. If you come out, uh, if you come out and you see me there, I will have them at both shows. Uh, I got the Nap Twitter this weekend. Uh, I'm gonna be at Black Label Sunday. Don't know what's going on. I'm not advertised or booked on the show. I'm just going to be there, so we're just going to hope for the best. Uh, but I'm also booked for uh, St. Louis Anarchy, which just got announced uh, for May 6th, I believe the show is. So I'll be there. I'll be at Paradigm on May 13th. Uh, May 15th, I'm going to be at Deadlock Pro Wrestling. Uh, that hasn't been announced yet, but I will I will be there. Uh I'm trying to think what I have immediately after that. I think those are all my immediate ones that come to the forefront of my brain. So, yeah, I got Nap. I'll be a Black Label. I got Anarchy. I got Paradigm. And I got Deadlock. So, you know, you see me at any of those, come up, say hi. I love saying what's up to people. You know, that's everything. You know, I'll, hopefully I'll have these shirts by this weekend. I've been waiting on them for a little bit. Uh, so I'm excited because I believe they're close to them. And, you know, hoping hoping they sell well. So come come get them off my hands. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you're on the podcast version, go up to you, go to YouTube. Uh, the link's in the bottom. You can follow Chase on all the links that he gave us. If you're on the YouTube version and you get tired well, halfway through, Go to the podcast version. Listen to it where you don't have to watch it. But my name's Trey D. And like I always say, if I love wrestling and you love wrestling, we love wrestling. It's too sweet. Uh
for the coach. Wrestling, and you love wrestling, then we. You're not here, you missing out. Cause this show. Is some-